Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
flames. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the pancake and power slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the pancake and power slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the pancake and power slam show. Uh. Turn it up. Episode 410, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. We are live in a living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Action-packed night. It's going to be so fun. Uh, I spoke with Mark Haskins earlier today, so I have a uh, actual video interview to show you. Uh, it's about 13 and a half minutes long. We're going to uh, jump right into the Mark Haskins interview. We got a lot to talk about. Got some interesting headlines to talk about tonight. <laughs> some really, really interesting headlines uh, to talk about today. Flavor of the week this week. I'm interested. I'm I'm intrigued to know your answer. So you'll have the whole show to figure this out. What is the uh, what has been your favorite Saudi Arabia show so far? Okay. So uh, started uh, the Saudi Arabia show started in April of 2018. Uh, we're going to talk about your favorite fans choice, PNP Nation, your favorite Saudi Arabia show so far. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Mark Haskins interview and uh, get your Ask Chris questions together uh, as the interview. Like I said, it's about 13 and a half minutes long. Uh, Mark Haskins has been killing it, uh, in Ring of Honor. I was, uh, uh pleased, very, very pleased to t discuss, uh, talk to him earlier today. Uh, and you will see it through video. Uh, the first few minutes is just, uh, me and his voice. And then I transition over to, uh, the video, uh, with him and I talking, uh, via video. So it's going to be lots of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, Lexi. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. You know what? I, I've actually, I actually freed up a lot of the schedule for tonight. We're going to talk about some headlines. Uh, I got some Q and a, I mean, I got some trivia and things like that, but I'm ready for those ask Chris questions. So I'm excited, Lexi. All right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hop off here. I'm going to put on the Mark Haskins interview. Like I said, it's about 13 and a half minutes. Mark talks about his Ring of Honor World Championship opportunity coming up in March at the Ring of Honor 18th anniversary show against PCO and Roosh. And so uh, it, was been, it was a really cool discussion. So uh, enjoy it. And I'll be right on right after the interview. And we're going to have some fun tonight, guys, just like we do every single week. All right. Be back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Featherstone, Pancakes and Power Slam Show. This is uh, the 410th episode, I believe. Wow. 
That is uh, that is bananas. The 410th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Um, you know what? After over 150, you know, major um, guests, I love to have first. I love to have a first guest. First, this is almost eight years old uh, in, in April. And sometimes you can go in the well a few times and get, get more, get the same guests. Uh, but I, I'm happy when I'm able to have uh, new guests on the show. This person has been killing it in 2019. Uh, and he's, he's been doing a fantastic job. He's, as a matter of fact, he's been doing so well that he's propelled himself to a Ring of Honor World Championship opportunity. That's uh, one of the, the biggest pay-per-views of ROH. Uh, the, uh, what is this, the ninth, 18th year anniversary coming up uh, in March. Um, I believe if you go to ROHwrestling.com, you can get your tickets. I think the tickets just came out, uh, start released to the public a few days ago, January 31st, I believe. And then people who are an honor club, you got two days prior. So go get that honor club <laughs> so you can get those uh, benefits. So without further ado, uh, this person, as you can see on the screen here, is uh, been doing uh, a fantastic job in ROH. I watched the uh, uh, final battle pay-per-view live uh, when he... And his uh, and his wife uh, joined him uh, to to defeat the uh, the bullying odds of uh, a bully Ray. Uh, did a fantastic job. It was a great story. Uh, bully Ray is a fantastic heel to really push someone like this guy. And so, uh, Lifebloods member Mark Haskins, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing wonderful, man. It's uh it's great to uh, communicate from uh, Columbus, Ohio, to the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Columbus, uh, they'll be here. ROH will be here, I believe, the 20th of April, I believe, a couple of weeks after uh, of the Supercard. So, yeah, we're uh, coming back soon. Yeah. So, yep, it's always good to be in Columbus as well. It's, it's a real sweet gig there. Yep, absolutely. So let's talk about Final Battle. Um, you know, you, you really uh, have been – a mainstay in ring of honor for a while now lifeblood actually um really helped you propel a bit uh as far as uh, being a part of that group um even when juice robinson was a part of it uh and uh, uh tracy uh, williams i believe uh and uh bandito uh so yeah it was uh, an opportunity for uh for people who didn't know you as well to really you know, mark yourself as someone to be reckoned with. So uh, how was it really having the opportunity of joining Lifeblood? It's been great, man. Yeah, it's been it's uh, been one of the best years of my life. Um, I was very much uh, looking forward to coming to Ring of Honor. I'm very excited about it. And just since then, I've just been trying to do the very best I can with whatever it is that I've been faced with. Um, and it felt like uh, everybody else in, in Lifeblood felt exactly the same way, you know. And that's all that we've done is just gone out there and done what we can to be the best that we can. Yep, yep, absolutely. And you've used, like I say, you've used that opportunity uh, to propel you into uh, a really um, a mark marquee status in, in Ring of Honor. We just saw that recently, um, a couple months ago in Final Battle, where you had a really uh, compelling storyline with with Bully Ray. Um, Bully Ray has a knack for being such a good heel and uh, being a, and and that's you know that's that's I'm a traditionalist. I've been watching wrestling for over 30 years now, and 
just that that old school heel is really something that's missing a lot in wrestling and it really helps the baby face what are your thoughts on that well i think he's just easily dislikable yeah. isn't he he's just <laughs> one of those kinds of people yes. uh, bless him but um no he's um yeah uh, you know he he's somebody that you know for the most part when he's in the ring there with somebody he's getting booed out of the building you know and uh, you know he's he's a veteran you know he's been a part of this business for the you know the past 25 odd years or so and he's wrestled for every major wrestling company that has been and been successful in every major wrestling company that has been in, in that time you know he's a guy that's one of a kind at a moment in this business because there's not many guys like him around so getting a chance to be in there with him and getting to the chance to get in there and kick him as hard as i could was uh was a great opportunity for me on both fronts absolutely especially picking up the win on someone's you know who's a, a hall of famer you know and that's that's, that's right. a big deal I mean, I guess that put me on the map because now I'm uh, I'm up for title contention, you know. So uh, that was a, a you know a very pivotal thing for me to go out there and you know get a victory over somebody like him. It's you know thrust me forward uh, to the main event scene. So uh, exciting times are ahead. Yes, yes. And speaking of that, uh, like I said, the anniversary show you have a Ring of Honor World Championship opportunity uh, with former champion Roosh and current champion PCO. Uh, PCO's living that, uh, <laughs> he's living that story. He's living that, you know, he's been on my show uh, a few times and, uh, it's like the wrestler, but not someone who's washed up. So, <laughs> and, and it's, it's someone who, you know, is a legend in the business and you really get an opportunity to even go against another legend. Bully Ray's a legend. Now PCO's a legend. You're really putting. You're really getting into some good spots based on the fan reaction, just your hard work. How, how's it feel to be in that position? Uh, man, it's awesome. I'm living the dream right now. You know, um, I came here because I wanted to do the very best that I could, and you know, see how far I could go. And so far, it's working out great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have any uh, thoughts? You have any uh, uh, comments for Roosh and PCO? No, man. I'm just excited to get stuck in. Um, you know, I, I saw those two go at it back in uh in December a final battle. We saw it again uh back in Atlanta. Like I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Now root now uh PCL Roots is uh, he, he's amazing in the ring. PCO, he's not human, so uh he's well he's, that's what they say, right? But we'll find out. Yeah, we'll know? find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he breaks. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to uh there's there's gonna be a, there's gonna to have to be a lot to to put out your arsenal. Maybe things that you haven't even put out yet for PCO because he he can take a bump and keep on trucking. I know, right? Yeah, some of the things I've seen him go through, I'm just yeah, I I can't believe it. He's a just he's a crazy old man. Um, <laughs> and well, just one of the loveliest guys as well. Like genuinely, yes. like I I wish him nothing but the best. He's just such a a soft-spoken sweetheart, bless him. And then you see him go out there, and he's this absolute raving maniac. And it's, it's, yeah, it's insane. I, I hope I'm still going like that when I'm his age. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, where are some, uh, so where are some things other than your huge opportunity uh, coming up here next month? Where are some goals that you have for 2020? Well, who knows? They, um. You know, I'm loving my time here in Ring of Honor. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at Championship Gold here. That's what I'm focusing on going forward. Um, and just you know, continuing to enjoy what I love doing, which is uh, pro wrestling anywhere in the world that that, that might be. Yeah, 
That's right. Any names in ROH that you haven't competed against that uh, you want to step in the ring with? I don't know, man. I always love being in there with the Briscoes because those boys can bring it. Um, I want a singles match with Dan Math as well. He's come back mm. on fire in a moment. Um, I'm hoping that there's there's somebody that I can wrestle on this show with uh, from the past. Do you know the uh, the past versus present show coming up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can call Delirious out and I'll wrestle him. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. He's 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 been in ROH. I remember watching ROH back in. Um, Oh goodness! This is uh, had to be probably oh five, oh six, oh seven around there when it was uh, on uh, television. I forgot what the uh, what the uh, uh, channel was. It was one of the time, one of the first huge television um, exposures that it had. And uh, Delirious was a was a was huge, huge back then. So he's been around for a long time, and he's still still going. So he's he's a legend in the ROH uh, uh, business for sure right yeah yeah absolutely so uh you have any uh any sp- particular thoughts or, or or plans even for the supercard of honor show uh coming up in april um man i mean it's gonna be a big weekend right um it's you know i'd love to wrestle anybody on that show you know um i'd love to be able to get now with somebody like a will osprey you know who's killing it out in japan at the moment um you know, uh, anytime I get to kick Marty Skull is a good day. So, you know, <laughs> give me hints. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm open to whatever offer I get. You know, so I'm just happy to be in sunny Florida and getting some sun because we don't get enough of that in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of UK, the UK uh, market has been just uh, a wealth of opportunity in America over the past, you know, two or three years or so. Uh, that's that's been amazing. Um, that America, you know, the United States has really expanded uh, its market to really expose people like yourself who's been killing it in the UK for a number of years now. What are your thoughts on just the opportunity for the United States, you know, to continue this rush of United Kingdom, you know, superstars coming to the States? Dude, it's been awesome. Like there's been a, it's like this wave of guys who all kind of came through at the same time and everybody's just been trying to, uh, you know, trying to improve themselves, trying to help each other to become the best that they can. And um, it all kind of culminated over the last few years of what, you know, this this British wrestling revolution as such. Um, it's garnered interest from, you know, major wrestling companies all across the globe. It's been a real uh, just mind-blowing experience to, to be a part of because when I started uh, pro wrestling here in the UK, it, the scene wasn't like that. You know, um, so much has, has changed and, you know, social media is such a huge part of that. So it's crazy to see how much wrestling has adapted just over the last handful of years alone. Um, it, you know, it, it makes it more accessible for people out there to um, make a name for themselves on a global scale and they can do that from their home country. Um, it, it opens up the opportunity for a, you know a, a bigger and stronger market for other wrestling companies to come to uh, and be a part of. So um, it's been it's been awesome, man. And you know it's uh, you know being a part of that, it's garnered the interest of Ring of Honor. Is what you know brought me here was you know doing what I'd done in the UK and you know getting to apply that trade in America as well. So uh, yeah, man, it, it's been it's been awesome. So you're going back to Vegas once uh, once again, guys. Mark Haskins, huge opportunity, ROH World Championship. Got the 18th anniversary coming back in Vegas in March. Uh, you have, uh, for those who are interested in purchasing the tickets, 
who lives in Vegas or surrounding areas or even the UK. It don't matter where you travel from. Just come be there. Uh, and, and it's going to be a big opportunity for uh, for Mark Haskins to represent the UK and, and, and really have an opportunity to become Ring of Honor champion. Now, would you be the first United Kingdom born ROH champion? Well, that's a very good question. Hmm. I believe so. I don't think. The, oh, no way. Nigel. There was Nigel. Yeah, McGinn. that's right. Nigel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just didn't happen. And I will say that I was the first. So, yeah. <laughs> to be coming to vegas to become the first ever united kingdom born yes world champion so, uh, i think yeah. that'll be a good uh a good way to market yourself yeah there's been other people but i'm still the first united kingdom born <laughs> yeah yeah i believe so yeah, yeah i believe so yeah first hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at his birth certificate i'm gonna find out that it was uh it was a fraud you know he's actually from you know yugoslavia there you go <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Guys, March, March 13th, 2020, uh, at the Sam's, uh, what is it? The Sam's Shop, Town uh, Hotel. Yeah, in, and, uh, yeah, check it out. It's going to be a crazy ass show. Yeah, uh, Sam's Town Hotel and Gambling Hall, March 13th, 2020, Ring of Honor 18th anniversary show. Mark Haskins, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Haskins. I hope you enjoyed the interview from Mark Haskins, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, feel better, Cole. Appreciate you uh, stopping by. Uh, part of the wrench mob. As a matter of fact, I uh, was thinking. I, I do. I was. I was thinking a lot this this evening, and I, I have a really dope wrench mob um, shirt design that uh that i that i'm thinking of and i think i want to give it to like six months uh people who've been um, part of it for six months i've got some thoughts in my head but i I got a pretty dope wrench mob um idea uh to 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 have a shirt so uh look look be on the lookout for that all right so here we go uh yeah, Lexi, you're uh you're you're Vegas, aren't you? You're uh you're you're a Vegas uh Vegas gal. Uh so I think that that's coming uh so that'll be in your hometown and uh this coming March. So should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh you ready to rock? Uh, I'm sure you guys are ready to rock and roll. Uh I'm ready to have a lot of fun. Um I'm very, very excited to, about tonight. So like I said, we're opening up tonight. Uh, to just be, uh, we got some headlines we're going to talk about, but it's uh, just, just throw them, throw them in as far as the, uh, ask Chris questions. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, uh, the headlines. Um, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll, I guess you guys will have to wait and see what the headlines are about, but knowing, uh, knowing Lexi though, she usually does a, a really good job, uh, asking a question that, uh, is a headline that I was going to talk about. So, uh, but either way, hashtag ask Chris, uh, and ask away. Really excited about, uh, about tonight, about just, uh, talking about some wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, talking about some wrestling next event. Uh, what's the next major event? Uh, as far as WWE is concerned, no, ours, uh, AEW's got their pay-per-view coming up and then Saudi, 
right? Saudi's the next, yeah. Saudi's a uh, super showdown's the next, uh, next event for for WWE. So that means they're not even doing um, elimination chamber in February. So, um, which which I'm fine with that. You don't want to you don't want to over gimmick. You know you don't want to overexpose uh, a gimmick pay per view like that. That's just too much. You don't want to do too much of that. A yearly Illumination Chamber pay-per-view. That's just too much. You want to make it make it stand out. Make it, you know, make it a culmination. Not just kind of plan a pay-per-view and say we're gonna just make a match based on this uh this pay-per-view. Um so all right, here we go. First actress question. Lexi's asking right there <laughs> with the new uh uh yeah so the chamber is march it was fast lane so i think they changed it over to to march i just wrote an article about uh, all the pay-per-views uh yes yeah, march the 8th so i think fast lane is gone um let me see unless it's yeah so fast lane i don't think fast lane's on on deck i don't think it's on on the on the on the books. That's March eighth. Yeah, I don't see Fastlane anywhere. Um. Yeah, Fastlane isn't uh, isn't booked. So yeah, interesting. So they they changed that out for for Saudi in in February, which I think is I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Fastlane really didn't. I mean, it really wasn't anything. It just. It just was a huge placeholder, so it really didn't do much of anything. All right, Lexi's asking right there with the new speculation of Samoa Joe being suspended on a wellness policy. Do you have any idea as to what substance could be? Given your your personal trainer background, given your personal trainer background, I did notice those who are previously popped, uh, such as. Um, Andrade, Rude, and Cologne, they all seem to radically cut body mass and tone with the short time. And I think, okay, so with that, there's been a lot of uh, uh, speculation on if he is suspended or not. Uh, I think I think people, I think they're trying to dispel those rumors that are actually as far as him being suspended. Um, uh, I think... Let's see. I don't know, even know. <clears throat> so Russell votes did the tweet, and yeah. So sources are telling wrestling news that Joe is not suspended and he has not failed a policy. So it's it's like conflicting, um, it, it's conflicting reports, actually, with this uh, Russell votes. Uh, so so people thought the Russell votes um, was the Russell votes report was about Joe. Um, yeah, so they posted it yesterday. Uh, Russell votes um, with a picture of Joe to uh so they said we're coming out of raw is that 
more suspensions are coming. Must be something in that Southern California winter water. Hint, hint. Working to conform, uh, confirm details. So, Joe's from Southern California. They put the um, picture of Joe underneath it. Um, so, but Wrestling News uh, said that sources tell them that Joe isn't. I used to write for Wrestling News, actually. They're pretty legit. Um, that Joe is not suspended and he has not failed the wellness policy. So, so the report from Wrestling News is a concussion. So, after he hit his head, attempting to uh, dive through the ropes. So he's not on a list and he'll be uh on back in action when the doctors clear him. So that's the report as of now. So a lot of people are confirming that uh as far as the rumor killer on Joe. So uh PW Insider is reporting it as well. Uh, there's nothing to the story that WWE suspended Samoa Joe. Uh, he wasn't at Raw because they were told that he was off this week as he was not cleared, not yet cleared following what is believed to be a concussion suffered se- several weeks ago. Numerous WWE sources have vociferously denied Joe is currently suspended. So, so a lot of people are actually saying that he's not suspended. So it doesn't seem like uh, that. It doesn't seem like he is suspended. Um. All right. Lexi's asking. There's been heavy talk swirling Sting making an appearance at Crown Jewel. Do you think the medical staff are cutting corners or second guessing their initial prognosis in an effort to keep to help bolster their uh, rapidly declining interest in WWE project? Good question. So. Um, Here's the unfortunate news, Lexi. You know, Sting's the GOAT to me. You cannot get any better than Sting to me. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Hands down. You got you guys all uh you guys know that. I've I've expressed that plenty of times. But uh it does seem like um the those talks are dying down, unfortunately. So as far as the prognosis. Um, Stink has actually said that he's he's good to go. He said that plenty of times. All you know, he said uh, many interviews. He even said that uh, during his uh, you know specials, his, his WWE specials, he said before, like, "Hey, I, I I feel great. I feel great. I you know there I have no type of issues with my neck. I can go if I want." He actually said that. He can, he doesn't just he his thing is he doesn't want to wrestle anymore unless is the Undertaker, so hopefully, hopefully, uh, he can resent that statement. Uh, I'm 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 not a big fan of people saying that they're going to retire and come back over and over again. You know the, the Terry Funk syndrome, uh, retire like 18 times, and but. I'll uh, I'll make an exception when it comes to the stinger, uh, just because you know he's my favorite all time. I don't want him to get too um and unable. His birthday is March the twentieth, I believe, and he turns sixty one years old this year. Sixty one 
years old this year. He was competing when he was 57 years old uh, back in two, well, 2005. It was he was 56. So 56 competing for the, for the WWE Championship. Uh, so a 61 year old Stinger, 61 year old Sting competing. Oh man, it's it's it's, it's tough for me to even think about that. As far as I know, he can still go. I mean, you know, I, I would, I, I wish to be 61 years old. I can still compete in the ring. Uh, can still be, you know, nimble enough to compete. I just had Bill Dundee. He's Bill Dundee is 76 years old, I believe, and he's still doing indie shows because he wants to do it. You know, he, he's he's set for life as far as finances. You know, he he's explained to me, uh, but. He just likes to do it. He said it keeps. He said it, it keeps his exercise. He said, "Why, why quit?" Because <laughs> he enjoys doing it. It actually gives him vibrance and keeps him going. So, I'm cool with it. I'm listen, Sting. If you're 61 and you can go, you can still go. I'm for it. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. It has to be someone who can dance with him. Someone like a Cesaro. I would love Sting versus Cesaro because Cesaro uh, is amazing in the ring. Uh, he can he can dance with Sting. He can go. Um, and he'd be a great person to compliment Sting's uh, restrictions at 61. So Cesaro will be a, a high... Um, a very, very high option. Um, Seth Rollins would be a very, very high option. Um, and, and Seth Rollins just makes sense. Especially with, see, here's the thing. It, here we go. See, I, I actually posted, here we go. I, here we go. Chris's prediction. <laughs> I actually posted uh, my prediction that I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good point, Uh Really good point, Mo. Uh, 61 and 63 is a Rock and Roll Express, and they can go like, like Ricky Morton is literally doing Canadian Destroyers and then make, making it look like he's 30 years old doing it. Like they could go. Uh, so, with that being said, you know, that's a really, really good point. Uh, Rock and Roll Express looks fantastic, and they're one of my favorite teams of all time. And so, that's a good point. I mean, Ricky Morton doing Canadian destroyers, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, uh, Elvis says Sting versus Ricochet. No, uh, you know, why it's face versus face? Like, who's that? That wouldn't make any sense. You gotta, you gotta have someone who can compliment Sting, it can also compliment the character of Sting, too. So, someone, I think Seth Rollins would be the perfect thing. Like I said, I posted my prediction of. Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, Claymore kicking, um, uh, Cl Claymore kicking, um, Brock Lesnar out. I posted that on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, Crave Wrestling uh, show. Uh, yes, Elvis, I definitely agree with this. Sting versus Orton would be fantastic. The Viper versus the uh, the Scorpion. Um, that would be great. Um, yeah, but I think Rollins. I think Rollins makes sense. I think, you know, Rollins is a heel again. 
it's perfect. Rollins is a heel again. He's one of the most hated people. He was a heel when Sting retired. Uh, he was forced to retire. I mean, the story writes for itself. It, it writes for itself. I mean, what I this is what I think you should do. Uh, right now, you have tag. You have tag. The tag team champions, uh, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. That is not necessary to be defended at Mania. It's not. It's not necessary. I think it's actually good for uh, Buddy Murphy. Um, but this is what I would do. I would have if Joe was out for concussion. Um, if, if Joe's out and he's not cleared to uh to to compete. You have the Viking Raiders and you have Kevin Owens. Viking Raiders and AOP, that's a that's a wash. Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy, I'm cool with that. So Seth Rollins is left without an opponent, you know, out of the four. So what you do, uh actually I would be cool with Rollins versus Sting and Mania, to be honest with you. What you do is you have you have a three on four uh gang attack on an episode of raw i would probably have it right after saudi probably the raw after saudi to build for wrestlemania so this is what i would do i would have um st- uh, i would have seth rollins alp buddy murphy jump owens and uh the Vi- viking raiders so you double team it all of a sudden lights go off Sting music comes on. He comes out with the bat. He cleans house. He points the bat to Seth Rollins. Sting versus Seth Rollins. WrestleMania. And in the writings of the wall, because here's the thing. You've already got a chronicle built up for that. You've got a, a, <laughs> a, a 365, whatever, built up for that. You, you have so much footage at your fingertips of sting coming back helping out kevin owens and um and viking raiders uh on raw and then competing against seth rollins at wrestlemania defeating seth rollins at wrestlemania and there you go there you go there's your retirement right there so that to me would be the perfect way for sting to go out sting did not go out at all, at all, correctly. His WWE run has been, his WWE run was atrocious. It was absolutely atrocious. I was so upset of how they booked WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, Elvis, I just said, stay, I said it'll be a, the, the the writings on the. I mean, the the story speaks for itself because Seth Rollins was the last person that uh, Sting competed against when he retired. He actually forced Sting to retire. So it, it makes sense. The last person who, that's why I said Sting was a, uh, Seth was a heel the last time Sting uh, was around. He, he was his last match. He called Sting to retire. Makes perfect sense for Sting versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Don't see, here's the thing. One, one, we don't want Sting to be in a highly competitive match. He's 61 years old. Two, we don't want someone uh, just to beat Sting. Like the, Sting's WWE career has already been tarnished so much that someone beating him to you to, to using him as a pawn to beat someone else. I've heard people say like have um, 
Bray Wyatt had the Fiend beat Sting to lead the Taker. Like, that's terrible. Why in the world would you beat a legend to set up for another legend? That that doesn't make sense at all. That's not really putting people over. And in order to really put somebody over, you actually have to establish yourself as someone who is good and is, you know, who, who has a good track record, uh, who has a good uh, record period, who's on a momentum. So you're actually passing that momentum over to someone. That's how that's the point of putting someone over. You have all this momentum and you're passing it to someone else. You're not putting someone over if your run was horrible and you lose again. It just, I mean, you lost against Seth Rollins. You lost against Triple H. So you're, you haven't won a single pay-per-view match. You've been in two pay-per-view matches. You haven't won one of them. And so it doesn't make sense to say, okay, let's just hand this person, let's just have Sting lose to this person in hopes of putting this person over. WWE doesn't really have a good, they don't do a really good job following through. Uh, with really putting people over. So you have to think about these 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 qualities, these qualifications, these elements when it comes to Sting. At this point, it should be about actually um, kind of re- restoring the legacy of Sting because it went off so just terribly. It just, it just, it just went off really bad. So it makes perfect sense. Like I said, you have you have all of this footage all of these wwe network specials at your fingertips if you do sting versus seth rollins uh once again at wrestlemania well they were at night of champions before class of champions um but if you do the match once again but you have it at wrestlemania uh that would be great and seth rollins he he can afford a loss he's a heel he can afford a loss last year he beat brock lesnar uh, at WrestleMania at the first match to win the Universal Championship. He's, ar- he's already tag team champion. Seth Rollins can afford a loss at WrestleMania. Um, you know, he also you know had his big moment at 31, beating uh, Reigns and Lesnar. So, and he also had a big moment uh, defeating Triple H. So Rollins has had his fair share. Wait a minute. And he had his big moment winning the Intercontinental Championship at uh, well, 34 in New Orleans. So Rollins has had his fair share of uh, <laughs> of, of moments of WrestleMania moments. As a matter of fact, is Rollins uh, undefeated as a singles competitor at WrestleMania? Because uh, what? Oh, he turned in 06, and she'll turn in 06. No, she'll turn. Yeah, thirty one is when he won the title. So that was five years ago. Um, that was 2015. So Shield turned 2014. Uh, 15 he won at 31, right? Um, 2016. Uh, was Houston, and he didn't compete because he got hurt, right? 17 or was that? Um, 17 was Orlando and that was, um, triple H. No, 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 wait. Yeah. 
Well, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see. Because one of the years he didn't he didn't compete because he got hurt. So thirty one was fifteen. That's when he won the title, cashing the money in the bank. Um, sixteen. Who did he go against in sixteen? Um, two thousand sixteen. I think seventeen. He might have been out. Eighteen was um no 18 was new orleans 18 was the yeah yeah okay so okay so 15 2015 was 31 that was when he cashed it in 16 he was out because he got injured 17 2017 was orlando that's when he went against triple h 18 was new orleans that's when he won the Intercontinental Championship. And then last year was New York and he beat Lesnar. So is he undefeated? So he is he undefeated at WrestleMania? Let me let me make sure. Let me make sure. I think he's undefeated at WrestleMania as a as a uh singles competitor. So <laughs> so Rollins is on a quiet streak. Um and even if you add the shield, they wanted uh they wanted nineteen, they wanted twenty-nine and thirty. What's up, Mike? So Seth Rollins has not lost at WrestleMania. Even even if you count the shield. Uh twenty-nine, they beat Orton, Sheamus, and Show. Thirty, they beat New Age Outlaws and Kane. 31. Oh, he lost against Orton, right? He lost against Orton. That's uh the the okay. So he lost against Orton um at 31 before he cashed it in. Okay, okay, okay. But I was gonna say he had a quiet streak, <laughs> but even 32, 33, 34, and 35. So he's at a, right now he's at a four match mini streak. He's only lost one time out of uh, 29, 30, 31, 33, 34, and 35. And he, and he competed twice in 31. So he's six and one. At, so he's six and one at WrestleMania. That's a pretty impressive record. It's, it's, it's a quiet record, but, uh, it's pretty impressive. So he can afford a loss. That's but my point is my point is proven even more now. Um, he can afford a loss. <laughs> He's only lost one time against Randy on at 31 and came back the, the end of the night and cashed in the money in the bank to win his uh, first uh, title, world title. So he can afford a loss. So um, Elvis, you're, Elvis, you're just throwing out these. Uh, <laughs> you're just throwing out these matches, man. Sting versus Raced. Uh, you already said Ricochet. You already said Orton. Sting versus Alistair. Sting versus Andrade. Uh, Sting versus Cole. Sting versus Corbin. <laughs> Some of them, perhaps. Corbin wouldn't be a bad idea, but there's no backstory to that. Uh, I think as far as if you want to bring Sting back, you have to, you have, to have a backstory, too. You have to make sure that there's a right backstory. Just don't feed them to someone just because. Um, yeah, I want 
I want Sting versus Rollins at, at Mania. Simple as that. I want Sting versus Rollins at WrestleMania. There you go. I might even write an article about it. All right. Uh, last one. No, uh, Lexi, you do not uh, have to uh, have it. You can ask as many as you want. Don't have a limit to, uh, <laughs> to ask away. You know how you know I love those que- uh, ask Chris questions, so you definitely do not have to put a limit to them. Matt Hardy was very candid in his last few YouTube videos about his feelings on WWE. Given that his contract ends in 60 days, do you honestly think he will appear in an AEW alongside the Dark Order, or do you feel his character were Sunset and ROH or New Japan? Huh. Now they have now the Dark Order did have a kind of like a um a cryptic video. I think I I'll play it. Um kind of had like a cryptic video of of them um <clears throat> of 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 Matt Hardy being a part of uh the Dark Order being the leader. Um, yeah, I'm gonna play it actually. This was on January the 4th, so these are the rumors right now, Lexi. As far as um, matter, this is on January the 4th. This is actually an unlisted video from the Dark Order, join Dark Order YouTube page. So, seemingly, their leader in this cryptic video is Matt Hardy. Uh, I'm gonna play the video. I don't know how I feel about Matt Hardy being the leader of the Dark Order. It would work, uh, yeah, it'll work. He, but he's so over. He's such a baby face, though. Like when he was uh the broken Matt as a heel, even before that in TNA, it didn't really work. Uh, Mattitude V1 was really the only heel Matt that worked to me. Um. Yeah, that was over a dozen years ago. So, eh, I'd imagine that AEW is again just still try to find their identity. You've got the Butcher and the Bunny. That's kind of a faction. You got the Nightmare Collective. You got, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know the Dark Order. I'm just. That is that is not appealing to me for Matt Hardy to join the Dark Order. He would get cheered if he came if he came out. Oh yes. Like if he came out and he was a member of the Dark Order, the Dark Order gets booed. People just don't like the Dark Order, which makes sense. They just people they just don't click to people. Um but if he comes out as a member of the Dark Order, I just don't think that that would get any heel heat. I think people would cheer it, which again, as I always say, is counterproductive when heels get cheered. So I, I, I'm I'm slightly interested. I'm, I'm slightly interested to see how it turns out if it did happen. But hopefully, this is my hope. My hope is that. Um, uh, uh, Uno, evil Uno. My hope is that he kind of like betrays Matt Hardy, uh, to you know, trying to usurp his authority 
and Matt Hardy becomes a baby face. And so you have Matt Hardy versus Evil Uno or just, um, you know, both of them together, Grayson too. So in that sense, if that happens that way, I'd be okay with it. If if Matt Hardy is the leader and then Evil Uno wants the authority, there's some dissension, Matt Hardy gets jumped, and then there you go. That would be awesome. <clears throat> I don't know about Jeff Hardy's contract, but it would even be better if, if he gets jumped by all the Dark Order and, and the uh, Creepers too, and then Jeff Hardy comes out and then you have the Hardys versus the Dark Order. That would actually be very appealing as far as a, 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 a storyline is concerned, br- bringing the Hardys right in in that role. That would actually be pretty dope. But let's play this real quick. I want to make sure y'all can hear that. Um, I want to make sure y'all can hear that. Uh, can y'all hear that? Did y'all, did y'all just hear that? Uh, no, but here's the thing, David. Uh, Chris Jericho's a really good heel. He does. It's it's real. It's it's like this, just like that. He will make every single person boo him. He is he's an amazing heel because he doesn't elicit cheers. That's the problem with heels. A lot of heels like the undisputed era, Adam Cole, baby, you they elicit cheers. Heels should not elicit cheers. Doesn't make sense at all. That's so counterproductive to being a heel. You're supposed to get heat, pass it over to the babyface to cuz you're getting over by because people hate you and you're getting the babyface over because all of that hate is being passed over to the baby face, which gets the baby face over. That is the tried and true method of suspending disbelief, professional wrestling, comic book come to life. The bad guy gets all the, uh, the momentum. Seems like he's about to win. Good guy wins. Uh, good guy beats the bad guy. Gets the pass over. Good guy become uh, gets over. That's how it is. Hogan Andre, Austin McMahon. Savage Steamboat, like <laughs> you name it, um, you name it. It's just, it's just how it is. I mean, that's that's what wrestling's all about. Chris Jericho is a fantastic heel because he he garners booze, and when he when he notices that people are cheering him, just like that, he gets booze that quick. So people want to cheer Jericho. But they want to hate him. He people love love to hate him, and that's what makes him a really really good heel. Um, we need more heels like that. That's why King King Corbin is one of the best heels in all of professional wrestling right now. Love him or hate him, which the point is to hate him, so he's doing his job. Baron Corbin is one of the hands down probably the best heel in WWE right now, hands down. I can't think of any other person who's a better heel than, than, than Baron Corbin is. And, oh, I hate Baron Corbin. Okay, that's the point. <laughs> the point is to, to hate Baron Corbin. You've done your job. It's funny how these fickle fans, as Daniel Bryan would say, which I agree, it's funny because they look at a heel and they 
they complain that they don't like a heel because they want to like the heel and they complain that the heel is unlikable. And that's exactly entirely the point for the heel to be unlikable. Oh man, I don't like him, man. He's just boring and uh, he just can't wrestle and all that stuff. And I just can't stand Baron Corbin, man. Okay. Job well done, Baron Corbin. That's exactly what it's supposed to be done. I think we need to kind of get out of some type of vacuum and 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 get back to what just the the grounding of what pro wrestling is um is to suspend our disbelief cheer boo good guys bad guys so um he's doing his job correctly i think the dark order are good too as far as heels, because people don't like them. I don't like the Dark Order. I don't even enjoy them, though. I mean, like, the thing is, he, so there's, there's, there's like the X Pac heat, right? So there's the X Pac heat is the heat that, like, we just don't just go away heat. Now, that's not good because we just want them to go away. But Dark Order is kind of have that X Pac heat, though, like, kind of like that go away heat because people just aren't invested in them. I think that if Hardy does join the Dark Order, it would cause some investment. And then if they turn on him, then he's back to being a baby face. So I think there could be some dynamic there. All right. So here we go. Let's play this. Uh, let's play this uh, Dark Order uh, video. It is done, Exalted One. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And our new recruits? They are finally one with the Dark Order. The elite has fallen, and we have sowed doubt into their ranks. Soon, they will see the true reach of the Dark Order. Very good. Thank you. Uno. Yes. Aren't you forgetting something? Ah, yes. The Jacksons have left Twitter. They no! Have... There is no room for mercy in the Dark Order. It is a disgrace. The weak must become the strong or be erased. I understand. There is no room for weakness in the Dark Order. It will be taken care of. All right. That is the video of the Dark Order. So, so a lot of people are getting the wonderful from from that it's that it's Matt Hardy is the one that's uh, kind of like the the mastermind behind that the leader the ringleader. So, um, although it is rumored, uh, you know Matt Hardy still with WWE, so really wouldn't. I guess you could do it on YouTube. It, it is a YouTube video, so. It might, I mean, it might be okay. 
I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. All right, let's see uh, if any more ask first questions before we get into the headlines. Uh, Elvis, who else, in your opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame this year? Right now, I think what well, we have the NWO, the NWO. I think Christian should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm gonna write these down. So I think it uh, should be the NWO. I think it should be Christian. Uh, I think it should be. Uh, so they usually have. It's what is. It's interesting because they usually have like a main eventer. That's the faction. So they usually have a faction, a main event star, a mid carter, faction, main event star, mid carter, minority, and a female, and a posthumous. So the group is the nwo the main eventer all oh, the batista so that batista's in there too so he's going in the hall of fame so that's the main eventer so you already have so the main eventer will be batista and the faction is nwo i would say the mid carter would be christian uh posthumous would be uh Vader. I mean, you got to do Vader. That would be the posthumous. See, they were talking Bam Bam too, and they don't do two posthumous. They, they're not going to do two posthumous in one year, though. Um, I think you do Vader. I think you do Bam Bam. If it's if it's only going if it's only going to be one posthumous, I think you do Vader this year and Bam Bam be the posthumous next year. So you have Batista, N.W. Christian Vader. Uh, the minority would be <laughs> mm. as far as this year. Ah. They used to try to put a, a black person in there every year. At least they try to. Um. Hmm. The list is thin. <laughs> they even they even put Coco Beware in there. Uh the list is thin. You got Ernie Lad in there. Uh hmm. I really can't think of a a, a black star. That's like a mid Carter who was a huge name in the WWE. Hmm. Interesting. I don't even know. So if they just do a minority, um, I can't even think of like a Latino or Hispanic. That's uh that was huge because you already have like Puerto Rican or Mexican. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a very interesting uh, <laughs> conundrum we have here to, to try to fill in all the criteria of the Hall of Fame. 
because right now I think you're going to have Batista, NWO, Christian Vader, the female. <clears throat> um, see, they might do a black female. They might kill two birds with one stone, unfortunately. But uh, you might do a jazz. Um, I like jazz, but I think you'll put Victoria in before jazz. So that would be my female would be Victoria. So you have Batista, NWO, Christian, Vader, Victoria, and then your minority. Teddy Long's in there. Booker T's in there. <clears throat> hmm. Coco, beware. Um. Who else did you how who else who else do you put in there that's a minority? That's that's a black and that's bad. Like I'm I'm sitting here thinking about they're kind of tapped out of black stars to put in the WWE Hall of Fame. That's uh that's not very good. Uh <clears throat> D Lo. Uh, I was thinking D Lo, but D Lo's actually gonna be um <clears throat> He's actually going to be the TNA thing. Um, keep that in mind, too. I got some interesting news coming up about that as far as the eighth anniversary. Uh, see, the thing is with Bad News Brown, Brian, I think it's posthumous. I th- I, you can't see, you can't do two posthumous. Bad News Brown is deceased. So you would have Bad News Brown and Vader. So uh, Kamala, Kamala. I'm fine with that. Totally. I'm totally fine with Kamala. Yes, JYD is in there. Um Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with Kamala being the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm, I'm act- I think that's a good call actually. Totally cool with that. Um there you go. So I think we have our Hall of Fame. I was actually going to write an article about that too. So thanks guys for helping me out for, for that, me talking talking myself talking talking through it okay so there you go batista and i'll and i'll write the article and i'll, and I'll put a little put more uh substance into it so batista nwo christian vader victoria and kamala that's the that's the hall of fame six people all right i'm cool with that 2020 hall of fame yep that works for me um wwe hall of fame notating this so i'm right right about that cool sounds good uh yeah i i like that too elvis i, I think Chavo classic should be in the hall of fame too totally cool with that uh when is lars coming back uh well uh he was injured he was uh like super injured uh and then he had the tape so he's been He's been uh, unfortunate. I think he was training last year, late last year, yeah, December. He was training. Um, so right now, the possible timeline. Uh, so they had him out for a year for the knee injury, and that's of last June. So. The summer, 
So the summer is when it's looking looking like summer this year for that knee injury. But I mean, there's been so much controversy going out going around with Lars though. So yeah. So um ah hacksaw butch reed yeah yeah why not i'm i'm cool with it i'm cool with butch reed because of his w, w, wcw um yeah mike we're not on youtube live anymore we're on uh we, we have two platforms live uh so jump on here every week um YouTube is I, I put on YouTube following the show. So the all the YouTube uh um the weekly YouTube as of now, and that's why I said join the Patreon because we have a few more patrons, we'll be able to do three platforms at once. So that would be great. Right now we're on two platforms, and then we'll be able to get back into reestablishing the wrench mob live with all the admins and all that good stuff. So I want to get back on YouTube, but it's more about building the brand up uh, through the uh, wonderful platforms uh, that have been given to me that reaches over a million people. So uh, I am very blessed. People people love the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Uh, I'm getting four figures every single week. Um, So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing is, my I'm sharing it in my on my personal page and on my Crave Wrestling Facebook page. So right now, the show is being the show is on like four different uh, pages right now. So YouTube is a different it's a different deal. Uh, you have to YouTube isn't a file sharing site. You have to upload it. So so yeah, that's a uh, um you can go live but i can go live on youtube and facebook at the same time but as far as the crave wrestling youtube it's more about getting more subscribers which i have and matter of fact i jumped up like 40 subscribers over over the past uh few weeks so that's huge thank you guys thank you all for for that that's that was fantastic and actually i'll be able to change my url and i haven't done that yet so i'll be able to change my url um to be um specific to what i want so um uh come on guys actually let's 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 do a go i want to i want to have 500 before wrestlemania all right so i need everybody to share it so uh like share subscribe uh subscribe to youtube page if you're looking at this right now i get like uh i think the rico show had close to 7000 viewers uh last week had about 4 so I get a lot of viewers and that's just from a few platforms. That's not including Spotify, blog talk radio. That's not including all the radio, the, all the audio streams. I'm just talking about video. So we're at, um, it's, it's really, really, really supportive. It's a lot of people that listen to the show, either live or audio. So after all the people who are listening to this right now, Join the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. <laughs> That's real simple. Join the Crave Wrestling YouTube page. Hit that subscribe. You know I get a weekly interview every week. Look at all my YouTube videos 
on uh Crave Wrestling. Um, you see, if you are new to the Pancakes and Power Slam show, I have a wrestling interview every single week, and I have been for years. This is the 410th episode. So uh look at this page. Look at this wonderful page here of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Every single week, I guarantee you an interview. So there you go. Interview, 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 on and on and on and on. Black Bart, Rico, Marty Elias, uh, uh, Doug Basham, uh, Bill Dundee, Sean Hernandez, Nick Patrick, Black Bart, Sid, Eric Bischoff, uh, Elijah Burke, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, Ice Train and PN News, PCO, PN News, JTG, uh, Mike Knox, Black Bart again, Ice Train, <clears throat> uh, uh, Gene Snitsky, Chris Masters, Raka Khan, Flip Gordon, uh, Sean Stasiak. So that's over and over and over. <laughs> I guarantee you, uh, an interview every week. So, um, and, and we and we have the best audience. We have the best fans. The PNP Nation is the best fans on the planet. Period. Simple as that. Hands down. Simple as that. Best best fans on the planet. PNP Nation is. So subscribe so we can get into the super chat so we can start doing live again. Start having some fun live on YouTube and join the Patreon account. Uh, I will be able to speed up that process like nobody's business if you're able to do that. Go to patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. After three months, you get a free T-shirt. Uh, Lexi, you never sent me your T-shirt size. Email that to me. Um, yeah, so Lexi, you get a T-shirt size. Cole, yours, are, yours is on the way. Mo has his. Uh, there's some other patrons. Um uh, <clears throat> Uh, if you have the top tier, you get a free t-shirt after three months and I'm working on my wrench mob. I'm working on my wrench mob idea. I think for the six monthers, um, <clears throat> you'll get that. William, we got a newbie in the house. William. Hello from Illinois. What's up, William? Everybody on the PMP nation. Welcome William to the show. <clears throat> William to the show. Um, Hey, good question, Elvis. <clears throat> Who would I like to interview that I haven't yet? I would like to interview. Yes, you can, Mike. $15. Simply 15 bucks. Um uh yeah, 15 bucks plus shipping and handling. Um <clears throat> all right. So yeah, let's go back to Mike. Yeah, but but yeah, you can. You can, but come on now. Join join the wrench mob, Mike. You're such a weekly, you're such a dedicated person, man, to the show. I would love it. There you go. <laughs> That's very, very true. Support to the show that gives back. That's why you're my homie. <clears throat> That's why you're my homie, Lexi. Uh all right, so let's um all right, so the interview that I haven't yet. Uh, pray for Evan, by the way. He's uh, having some family. Uh, he's had a he had a family emergency, so uh, uh, pray for Evan. Um, 
Definitely praying for Evan tonight, guys. Um, interview that I haven't yet. Uh, Hulk Hogan. I actually came very, very close to interviewing Hulk Hogan. Um, I've talked to his agent actually a bunch of times. I talked to one of his peoples. Um, yeah, one of his peoples. Actually, actually, I had a uh, one of his sources actually gave me some exclusive information that actually reported and actually ended up being true. So I, my my exclusives are legit. Okay. They're legit. I had an exclusive on Marty Elias. I had an exclusive on Hulk Hogan. I had an exclusive on uh, Jinder Mahal. All of those are legit. Uh, but Hulk Hogan deleted me from his uh, from his uh, Twitter. He blocked me on Twitter. I've never had any altercation, uh, anything with Hulk Hogan. Possibly, I asked him to be on the show. Uh, to this is around the time when he was uh needing to apologize, and I had like a very sincere message. And my dude JTG wrote an awesome, awesome, uh, poignant uh blog about Hulk Hogan on uh, the site that I used to manage. Uh, shout out to um. The floor seat. Uh, I created that uh, site uh, from from scratch, and it's actually, and I actually left it because because I had to take some priorities out of my schedule. Uh, it, my schedule so hectic, uh, a very amical departure. Um, but I just, I, I was just having so much. There was just so much on my plate. I just had to bring it down. So I had to just cut off some things. And so uh, I decided to uh, have that be one of the things that I let go. And I passed the management over. They're doing a really good job over there. Um, they're making they're making me proud. They're making the, the, the Godfather proud uh, that they're still doing a really good job uh, carrying the the site that I launched. So good good stuff over there. Um, when I was there, I had Marty Elias and JTG blog. Uh, they were they were uh, bloggers. They 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 did uh, they they wrote for they wrote for for me when I was when I was uh, the the manager of the site, um, and they did a really good job. Uh, both Marty Elias and JTG did. So um, I think it may have, may have been around that time. I don't even know, but he blocked me on Twitter. I don't I don't know why, uh, but you know. I'm a Christian man. I'm a forgiving man. So I would still like to interview uh, Hulk Hogan. I actually also I got a close to interviewing The Rock. Uh, they they got back with me. I was going to interview The Rock for Fox Sports. Um, there was some um, scheduling conflict, so he couldn't do it. I was close to interviewing him. I was actually actually also uh, close to interviewing Batista. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, all those names it's still possible. So um, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Batista. I think that would be three names that I would uh, like to interview. So, And, of course, Sting. I mean, I was a part of a Q&A with Sting, but I would like to have a – I would like for Sting to be on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. So uh, two of the names that I want to interview, uh, Booker T and Goldberg, I did get to interview both of them. And I also want to, always want to interview Jake Roberts. I was um, – I was also uh, able to interview Jake Roberts, so good stuff. Um, no, no, no. 
no, it was uh, it was for it was me freelancing for a huge site um, that sparked the interest. So, all right, who else we got? Who else we got? Uh, Williams asking, do I think Hulk wrestle at Mania? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd be okay if he did, just just for the nostalgia. But yeah, it's not looking like it. Uh, on the heels of WWE losing one billion in stock value in one day and continuously losing, coupled with the departure of the VPs, do you think they're actually they were actually co-presidents, um, Michelle uh, Wilson and George Barrios? So, um, yeah, do you think? Do you think that WWE will recover, or is this a sign of a failing industry titan? Uh, I think they'll recover. Um, yeah, I think they'll recover. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of just changing. Uh, WWE, WWE always recovers. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think it's just a, it, the demise of WWE. I'm going to kill what I created. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. Me, in the end. W. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, they'll always they'll they'll bounce back. I don't. I don't. I don't see any uh, problem with them bouncing back. It's just a change of management with any company. I mean, WWE is a publicly traded company, so they just had a change of management. I mean, they've been there for a while. I think over. Uh, I think 07 or 08 around that time. Um, so they've been around, they've been there for a while, but it's just a matter of just, I don't know why the change, but, um, you know, it's a matter of getting somebody else. I, uh, it, oh, oh, thanks, David. I appreciate it, man. Listening while washing dishes and the deli at Safeway. Keep rocking, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank. Hey, welcome, David. He's a newbie too. He's a newbie to the PNP Nation. Everybody, welcome, David. Appreciate your support, man. Um. So yeah, I uh, it's change of management. I mean, it's just like every other company, you know, it's not for a huge company. It's like Target or Walmart. You know, changed presidents. You know, oh, they're they're going to crash. No, they're not going to crash. Uh, they're, they're no company is Teflon. No, no company is just, uh, invincible. That's, that's for sure. Let's, let's keep that. Let's keep that for sure. If there's a bunch of scandals and stuff like that, you know, you don't want another Bernie made off, but, um, but I think they're good. I, I think the how I think, uh, WWE is good as far as as far as that's concerned. Now, Triple H or Stephanie Mano, they're going to rule. Are they going to run the WWE? No, they're not going to run the WWE because it's a whole different animal. I mean, Triple H doesn't do the business standpoint. He does, he works with the talent. Um, uh, Stephanie, she's she's CBO, so she does more of the branding. It's still you still have the financial piece. You still I mean. 
you, you uh, Stephanie more than Triple H, I would say, just because Stephanie does handle, she does kind of handle both the talent part and the uh, executive part as far as just uh, uh, the operations part. So Stephanie would have a better chance, but she's way like branding is her thing. You know, I mean, just working with, with the branding piece, that's a big deal for her. That's that's her deal. So there's so many facets when you're working with um, with the with WWE. There's so many different facets in the WWE. So you really need someone with like tenured executive experience, like 30 year, 20, 30 years at least executive experience uh, in the WWE as far as just fitting that role you can't just pass it on you know family-wise if they're not if they're not equipped to fill that role especially i mean it's 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 a it's a public traded company you have stocks in wwe you know they, they dropped a billion dollars because of all these shifts you don't want to you know say oh that's the wrestling person like p- executives and, and stockholders and things like that, they, they don't watch WWE. You know, you know, I mean, they a lot of them don't even care. They couldn't, they couldn't tell you five wrestlers. They just, they just put their money where the money's rolling. That's that's what stocks is about. Uh, my wife and I, we've been talking to a, a lot to a financial advisor and getting a lot of, uh, we're looking into some investments and things like that, and learning a lot about stocks and where to put them, and you know just the types of stocks you're putting in and there's, there's higher risk in things and things like that. The higher risk, the higher the reward really when it comes to stocks. Um, and then you, so if you haven't people putting stocks in high risk, they want to make sure that that's a stable stock and their money's rolling. They don't really care about, like if I put, if I put a stock in Nike or something like that, I don't care about the Nike executives. I don't care about, you know what I mean? I, I just don't, if I put a stock in NASCAR, you know, I, I don't watch NASCAR. So, I mean, I could tell you Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mario Andretti, you know, I can, I can tell you some legends when it comes to NASCAR, but <laughs> I, I can't really, I mean, Danica Patrick, right? Uh, but I can't really, tell you uh, you know as far as just like uh huge like I, I can't have a conversation you know with uh <laughs> with with you about nascar um so yeah yeah i you know it's one of those things that uh but if the money's rolling in nascar i'll invest in it you know even even though i can't have a conversation with you as far as what's happening today in nascar uh, so that's how it is with Fox with a lot of people WWE. They can't they'll probably know who Triple H is or they'll probably know who the Undertaker is, but they can't really have a conversation with you as far as like what happened on Raw and SmackDown. They just want to see <laughs> if, if the money's rolling or, or they should remove themselves from from uh from from that stock. So that's really how how that works. All right, so uh, I think it's time to get into the headlines, guys. Let's uh, let's do some trivia real quick before we go into the headlines. Let's start off the again. The flavor of the week this week is going to be what is your favorite? We've had a, this has been a great show, by the way, guys. 
really enjoyed it. Um, uh, for the week this week is your favorite Saudi Arabia event so far. All right, favorite Saudi Arabia event so far. So keep that in mind. We're going to do flavor of the week in about uh, about fifteen minutes. So until then, uh, I'm going to ask some trivia questions, and we're going to jump into the headlines. Some really interesting headlines. I think I might show another video for the headlines this week. So. Uh, we shall do that. Uh, let's do the first question. First trivia question of the night. What year did the Brain Busters win the WWE Tag Team Championships? What year did the Brain Busters win uh, the WWE Tag Team Championships? Tag Team Championships. Don't say your answers yet as far as Saudi Arabia. There you go, Mike. 1989. 1989. Great job. Great job. Next, who did Bret Hart defeat to win the United States Championship? Who did Bret Hart defeat to win the United States Championship? <laughs> nope, you can't go with the one that never happened. <laughs> uh, who did Bret Hart defeat to win the United States Championship? The WWE United States Championship. WWE United States Championship. Who did Bret Hart defeat to win the WWE the United States Championship? Does anybody know? Anybody know? Did I stump y'all? Did I stump y'all? PNP Nation, come on now. We're supposed to be some wrestling scholars here. The WWE United States Championship. Owen Hart was never the United States Champion WWE. WWE, he wasn't even alive when uh, the WWE United States Championship. Uh... Really? Y'all don't know this. Y'all don't know this. Stumped. You guys are stumped. What? There you go, David. Thumb is good job, David. Y'all, y'all letting the newest, y'all let one of the newest members of the PNP Nation. Come on, come on, regulars, regulars. You guys are letting David, a new member of the PNP Nation, school y'all. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let me do one more before, so y'all can redeem yourselves. What year did the Brood debut in the WWE or WWF back then? But what year did the Brood debut in the WWE? What year did the Brood debut in the WWE? Which I got. Mike said you Googled it, David. <laughs> uh, no and no. No and no, not 97 or 2000. What year did the brood debut in WWE? Here you go, Mike. 1998. 1998 is when the, the brood debuted in 2004. The brood in 2004? No way. <laughs> no. 
Gangrel wasn't even there in 2004 anymore. Uh, yeah, definitely a 90s team. 98, yep. <laughs> 91, no. Dave was close. 99, that was close. Uh, that was close, Lexi. It was 98, though. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, David. I've been a fan since about 85. So, yeah. Um, 80, yeah, 85. It's about 85. 85, 86 is when I started watching wrestling. Um, all right. All right, here we go. Uh, let's jump into the headlines, y'all. Get ready for the headlines. Well, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Headlines, here we go. All right, Goldberg's uh, returning to WWE on SmackDown. Saudi Arabia uh, match uh, is probably going to be intact. It's probably why he's coming. Uh, basically, this, that's the, the the huge, the, the the big story around SmackDown that he'll be appearing on SmackDown. Looks like he wants to Saudi money once again. So, oh, uh, man. I, uh, I, huge Goldberg fan, man. Huge Goldberg fan, one of, one of my top ten of all time. Loves love Survivor uh, SummerSlam. I loved it. It was redemption for Goldberg. Um, Saudi last year was just a it was just a bust. Granted, he got a concussion. I loved. Goldberg versus Undertaker on paper. I loved the buildup. I loved that matchup. But, you know, in fairness, he got a concussion. So, hmm. I don't know how to feel about this, man. It has to be another squash. He, he can't. Saudi Arabia, it's kind of like a one-off attraction, too. It's kind of like a animal of its own, similar to WrestleMania. So if he does, okay, so it has to be someone on SmackDown that's a heel. So you have, well, well, when he was on my show, he said he wanted to face Roman Reigns and Taker. When I, when I interviewed him, he said Reigns and Taker. So we might have Reigns and Goldberg. I not. I don't really. I'm not really into that. I'm not really into that. Yeah, you had the legend versus legend of Goldberg versus Taker. Then you had Goldberg and Ziggler, which was good. I, I really, really enjoyed that because Ziggler could Ziggler could dance with Goldberg, so to speak. And he was a good person to use for Goldberg to win in his redemption. You don't want to do Reigns Goldberg because go, that's another Goldberg loss. So if Goldberg's fine with losing against Reigns, uh, hmm, I don't know. I just I don't know. 
I, if it was up to me, I would do someone like Shinsuke Nakamura or Cesaro or Sammy. Oh, Sammy Zayn won't, won't go. He, he's, he doesn't go over there. Uh, so Ziggler, Rude, Corbin. I, oh, I really like Goldberg, Corbin. I like that a, a lot, actually. <clears throat> that would actually be my choice. Goldberg, Corbin. Uh, and just have Goldberg be Corbin. I mean, that's that's the way to go to me. Um, it's a one-off. Again, if he loses to someone and just doesn't put them over, you know, that, that, that concept is just not really capitalized. It's not, it's not really a concept anymore. Putting someone over isn't really... Or using a legend to put someone over, it doesn't really exist anymore because the booking is so bad. Um, so he, w- he wouldn't be putting Reigns over. Reigns does not need to be put over. He beat Taker at WrestleMania. He gave him his second loss at WrestleMania. His last loss. He only had one of two losses. He was against Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns, is, he's a four-time champion. He's established, so he doesn't need... He doesn't need Goldberg to be put over. So I would say Corbin. I, I honestly I, I would say Corbin. I would I, I would really would be someone who I want Goldberg. I mean he's a great heel. I'm cool with Corbin, honestly. I definitely was cool with uh yeah, yeah, William. I agree. Goldberg has to win in 30 seconds or it's not worth it. I, I totally, totally. That's that's exactly correct. Um yeah, I mean, it has to be a squash. I mean, who? And that's the thing. People, people complain about Goldberg. People actually think that people have to rest, know how to wrestle, to be successful wrestlers. Like, <laughs> if he okay, Hogan wasn't a wrestler. Andre wasn't a wrestler. Uh, the Rock wasn't even really a wrestler. I mean, it was more his character. He had some decent matches. I mean, his latter match, I think it was uh, what SummerSlam '98 against Triple H. That was a really good match. Uh, was it SummerSlam '98? The latter match, um, I think it was. I think it was uh, with Triple H. Uh, yes, SummerSlam '98. Um, but I mean, he wasn't, he was a, he was a character. The rock was a character and he's super duper over because of a character. Goldberg was never known as a wrestler. He's a hall of fame. He is a hall of famer, not because of his wrestling matches, because he had an it factor because his character was so infectious because of his winning streak, because of his success in WCW. Uh, he that's why he's over and it's like those are the stars <laughs> the ones who actually is over with their character and Goldberg has never been known as a wrestler so I, it doesn't make sense to me people complain well Goldberg only wrestles uh, for 30 seconds to a minute well that's the point that's the point of his his character is to wrestle and dominate if someone's dominating a fight, Fighting someone for five minutes, seven minutes, that's not dominating a fight if if there's back and forth. That's not dominating. So you come in, you squash, 
that's how it is. That's Ben Goldberg. One of the greatest moments in the of the decade in 2000, the, the 2010 to 2019 decade was the Survivor Series um, in 2016 when Goldberg beat Lesnar 90 seconds. And that's one of those things that that's that was that was one of the greatest moments and in, in, in of the decade one of the most shocking moments had one of the biggest crowd reactions of this uh, entire decade it was goldberg versus lesnar not because of the match but because of the shock value and because of goldberg being goldberg so that is his bread and butter why in, in the world would you divert from that and so i think you, you beat him in 30 seconds i think it's one of those things i would be totally cool with king Cor- with corbin him beating up king corbin in, in 30 seconds I'd, I'd be totally fine with that um yeah i think that's the way to go with that uh riddle yeah, morrison no oh gosh elvis you know you, you know you're my guy man you know you're my guy elvis but where do you think about what these matches <laughs> Goldberg versus Morrison. No, no, that's not going to get you over. Goldberg versus Miz isn't too bad. Isaac, everybody, welcome Isaac to the show. Welcome Isaac to the PNP Nation. He's a newbie. Welcome to the show, Isaac. Um, Goldberg and show. No, no, Brian. No, 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 no. Shows, you know, you know, he flip flops from, from face to heel. Uh, but oh no, that would be awful. <laughs> that would be awful. Now, plus, he's on Raw, I guess. Now, unless legends can flip flop. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, William. Rock Austin, uh, that that was seventeen. That was a really good match. Uh, nineteen was good too. Rock Austin nineteen was good too. No, Batista's retired. He's not. He's not coming back. He's in movies now. So, and again, you can't see. That's the thing, man. Like you just gotta. You got. It's gotta be. It's gotta make sense. It, it, it has to make sense. You can't just. You can't just get to the point where you're just throwing matches together. That does not work. That does not work. Um, Goldberg versus Braun. Braun's a baby face. Why? Well, I mean, why? Goldberg's, if you think about it, you're in Saudi. Braun's been way over in Saudi, and he's a baby face. Why would you bring in Goldberg as a baby face? And he's a baby face. That's who Goldberg is. To go against Braun Strowman, who's another babyface, there's just no rhyme and reason there. It just for Goldberg, for it to be for this to be successful, it has to be two things. One person who they think is strong enough to go over Goldberg, and I already gave you what I feel about people going over. Um, and but Goldberg doesn't rock that way, and I, I don't blame him either. Like, look, you're not just going to beat me, you know. <laughs> just, 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 you know, I'm not going to be a pawn in some other person's uh, development, you know, without some rhyme or reason to it. And I, and I totally agree with it. Um, 
And so, you know, I think I think you do Goldberg Corbin. That's 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 uh, I'm 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 resting on that. I'm landing on that. I think you do Goldberg Corbin. Um, and here's the thing with this, Ryan. I you know that's that's kind of like the unwritten rule. But I I think I'm not a fan of that rule. I, I I'm not a fan of that rule. Um, if there's if there's if it makes sense, yes. But not simply for the purposes of losing. You've had someone who's busted their butt. Who's drew money? Like, here's the thing. That concept to me is like that needs to be picked apart because you have someone who drew all this money <laughs> with within WCW. He Sting was the really big catalyst for the reason why WWE, WCW was dominating the Monday Night Wars. But then you have Goldberg and DDP. Sting Goldberg DDP was really like them against the NWO. That was really the thing, you know. Um, but especially Sting, though, and especially Goldberg when he was on the streak. So he drew all this money. Draw, 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 draw. Money, 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 seats, 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 making the company more lucrative. Um so we're going to pay you back by just having you lose to somebody like it has to make sense. So just simply looking at the lights, that other rule needs to be uh, dissected a little bit more, honestly. Now, if it's now, if it's paying uh, respect to the business that gave them the money, I understand it from that vantage point, but still you don't want to tarnish your legacy that you've built just for a simple loss, that, that, and that's why I, that's why I liked Shawn Michaels. Is that's the reason why he refused to go against AJ Styles. Like, if there's backstory to it, if it makes sense, if all of that, like all of that, I'm cool with it. But I'm I'm not going to just lose to AJ Styles, and you don't have much, you, you don't have much going on for AJ Styles. You, you know, you're not just going to catapult him to superstar stardom. I don't want to tarnish my legacy. To, for the risk of you maybe booking that person right, uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. All right, the revival turns down seven hundred thousand dollars a piece. Now, this is some crazy stuff, man. Um, so yeah, they they requested their release again, and um, they were offered a five year. F- 500,000, I believe, uh, last year, around the spring of last year. Uh, they turned that down, too. Their contracts are up uh, in, the sp- in the spring, I believe. I believe it was April. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Very, very interesting. So, so Booker T., uh, talks about them turning down seven hundred thousand dollars, and actually, I'm gonna play the uh, I'm gonna play the uh, the the the. Oh, I have to play this video because <laughs> I don't I don't uh, I don't blame them here. So I haven't listened to all of it. I, I hope that there's no profanity. I, I listen to Booker T stuff a lot. And he's pretty clean, so let's uh let's go ahead and play it here. 
you tomorrow as well as you know, just I, I'm, I'm speaking uh i'm speaking uh you know personal experience only you know if, if they came to me and said hey book we'll give you a million dollars a year all right you ain't gonna win no titles okay all right a little tv time you, we'll get you tv time you know we're gonna give you a 15-year contract <laughs> i'm gonna shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> okay well hold on though hold on in the defense of the revival, but what if this is Booker T, you know, right as you're starting your singles career, you come out, WCW, Nitro, people are raising the roof, right? You go, you win the world title, then you jump over to WWE. You're the world champion, United States champion, at the prime of your career, the hottest that you've ever been. And they give you that contract and say, well, we're not going to use you much. You would still take that? They're going to give me a million a year for 15 years. Yeah. I don't give a damn about no titles. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm good. So so I mean, I guess it comes down are you in the are you in the business to provide a living for your family or are you in for the legacy, right? Is that what it comes down to? The legacy and all that is is okay, all right? Right. Say for, okay, if but if 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 I had the choice of just getting the money and not working, I'm taking the money. Right. <laughs> and I'm not gonna care about the legacy. Right. Because I'm gonna take that fifteen million uh, and I'm going to parlay that into hopefully, you know, 45 to 50. The legacy is going to be bigger than the, the wrestling business that put my boots on. And I think that's what, at the end of the day, that's what, I, I for me, it was about getting paid and, and parlaying professional wrestling into what I'm doing right now. All right, I think uh, I think that's good. Uh, yeah, it's about two, a little bit two minutes into it. All right, so yeah, he he he, he takes the money. Is <laughs> what he is what he would do. What what do y'all what do y'all think, PMP Nation? Would you take the money, or would you be more concerned about building a legacy? Uh, mentioning y'all's thoughts about that, PMP Nation. The money? Do you take the money? Do you take behind? Do you take what's behind door number one, as Booker T would say? Or do you do you take uh, do you take the money? Do you, do you uh, not worry about building a legacy as much, and you take the money? The revivals the revivals in a really difficult spot. They're, I mean, come on, dude, you're making seven hundred thousand dollars a piece for an offer. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is a lot of money, man. That is a lot of money. I just, yeah, yay. I gotta take the money too, man. Because the thing is, even in AEW, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and you're not going to get to a point where it's it's really tough for a tag team to be among the greatest of all time in this era. Like you have the new day successful Uso successful. Those two teams 
are, are has definitely within the 2010s decade uh, and now 2020s. The Usos, the New Day, and the Usos are the two teams of the 2010s, and they definitely have cemented and built Hall of Fame careers. I would even say, out of the past decade, those are really the only two teams that have created a Hall of Fame career: uh, the New Day and the Usos. Um, yeah, so I mean, so I, so it's 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 really tough. So I don't see. And here's the thing: if okay, so the the revival goes to AEW. Are you really building a legacy in AEW right now? And if you the revival for the next 10 years and the AW is where they are right now. Do they become one of the greatest of all time in AEW? That's, I mean, that's really the, the question on deck. Do they really become one of the greatest of all time? The, the premier tag team. I mean, right now, as far as the, the I, I would say the most popular Non WWE team within the past decades been the Young Bucks, and although they are making some great money, they are they're killing it. They're doing, they have their own company now. They're, they're I mean, look, Bravo, Bravo to the Young Bucks. This is what I say to the Young Bucks. Didn't need WWE to become very very successful. I my my hat. To tip my hat to that 100%. Major kudos for that. But here's the thing the, the, the Young Bucks isn't really creating a legacy. I wouldn't say it's a legacy. I think it's success. I think it's absolute success. If they never step foot in WWE, they're, they don't need WWE. Um, they don't need them. Uh, they'll be successful. But as far as creating a legacy, as far as one of the premier elite tag teams of all time, eh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say legacy. So I, I, I don't see, I don't see the, I don't see the revival creating a legacy in AEW. Uh, I just think, I think the schedule will be better. I think they'll have a better push. But I mean, here's the thing. Wrestling is about getting the push to get the money, right? So, but if you're already handed the money, you don't need the push. So it's like I start off at four thousand. I start off at four hundred k. I've got some steam under me now. When it comes back to review, I want seven hundred k. But if you're already offering me seven hundred k without the push. That means I don't need the push. So it's, I don't know, man. We, uh, to me, I, I'm a family man. Listen, I got a wife and three kids. Okay. And, and I, I, I just, if I was a wrestler and I, I've been multi-time champion and like, I, I mean, am I really going to sit there and just kind of complain about, oh, well, I'm, I'm not where I, I don't, I'm not where I want to be utilized right now. No, no, man. I, I, I would. I, I think NXT. I think I think the revival going back to NXT is a good call. I, I, and the thing is, here's the thing: the people like Balor. I mean, they're making. You know, he's making you know the same. He, he didn't. He didn't get. He didn't get a decrease. 
Uh, and Ciampa's making huge money in NXT. He's even said in interviews, he says, I don't want to go to the main roster. Because look, I've got so I do some live events <laughs> every now and then, but I'm mostly on television. Uh, he said, he said, and, and, and kudos to Ciampa about that. I, I'm totally cool with that too. Uh, Ciampa said, hey, look, I, I don't want to go in the Raw or SmackDown and be in a position where I'm just doing, putting in work after work and just putting in all those hours and days. And that's going to take 10 years out of my career. But with this now, with where I'm at now in NXT, I'm, I'm, I'm home more days and that's going to be better on my body to, you know, become an agent and things like that down the line. But I've got more steam uh, in my body now uh, if in NXT than I would if I keep going on Raw. I mean, if I was on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, great. I mean, that's fantastic thinking. So if the Revival can take $700,000 and be on NXT as one of the premier tag teams, take it. <laughs> take it. You can still build a legacy in the WWE by being in WWE and then going back to NXT and being one of the best NXT tag teams. That's what you should do. I mean, that's the that's the the joy of NXT being a, an, an alternative option. That's the reason why I, I kudos to Finn Balor, man. Kudos to Finn Balor. He wasn't really being utilized right, uh, or or at least properly on WWE. You see, he still had that mid card feel to him, although he was Universal Champ, Intercontinental Champ multiple times. Blah 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 blah. He still wasn't a. He still really didn't cross that echelon as being like a main event talent. I mean, he went against Brock at the Rumble. It was cool, but he still wasn't a perennial main eventer. And okay, Revival goes to AEW and they win the tag titles. Are they building a legacy at this point in AEW? I mean, I don't think really anybody's building a legacy in AEW right now, so yeah, I'd take the money. I think I think money. <laughs> take the money, man. Um sit at home. You know, sit at home and make money. Why not? Ronda Rousey not uh, scheduled for WrestleMania 36. Um, you know, there's some teasers and things like that. I actually uh, thought that she would come back at the Rumble. There she was actually uh uh one of the favorites to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, according to the odds. But, um, I mean, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind at this point, right? Like, she's been gone since last April. So it's been 10 months since she's been gone. I definitely think Ronda Rousey will be a huge boost to the women's division uh, if she did come back. Mm, I'd be I'd be a fan of her if she came back, but her not being there isn't a major loss, I would say. Uh uh, it, it, it the the women's division has proven over the past year, as you like it or not, the women's division has proven that Ronda Rousey was the. When people you know people complain about Vince giving her you know, pin a rocket up her butt, but it's really the way to go. In in that sense, she was uh, UFC. She was a crossover star, UFC Hall of Famer, so. I mean, Rousey was the one that caused them to be a main event at WrestleMania. Le- Becky Lynch and Charlotte would have not main event WrestleMania 35. No way. 
Ronda Rousey was because they made him in WrestleMania. Uh, glitz, glamour, marquee, trans, uh, trans, uh, uh, crossover, uh, star. That Ronda Rousey was the reason why they made event, and because of Ronda Rousey being gone, you've you've seen a decline in interest in the women's division. So it's one of the things that she's she's needed in the division. She's needed in the division, but I don't know if coming back at WrestleMania would be what the women's division needs to get back into a, a high a hot spot like they were the end of. 2018 uh beginning of 2019 that was probably their their best spot it was probably their best era in the whole uh women's revolution was late 2018 early 2019 so um yeah yeah um all right let's talk for the next few minutes just real quick let's just do for the week uh people are saying what i think about Rhea and charlotte uh i like it I think uh, now Charlotte is someone who can put someone over. She's been champ 10 times. She doesn't lose much. Um, Charlotte would would be someone who actually would put someone over. And I think Rhea Ripley would, uh, could be the finale. Like I've said this before. I'm not a big fan of NXT kind of crossing over to WrestleMania, but I think that's a good spot. Just do a couple matches, you know, with, with NXT. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte at WrestleMania is is fine. I'm I'm fine with that. Don't don't just flood WrestleMania with NXT. Make that a standalone brand because the more you mix in NXT, the more NXT loses its identity, and you you don't want to do that. So, but I'm cool with Rhea Ripley and, and Charlotte at uh, at WrestleMania for sure. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's do flavor of the week real quick, and uh, we'll be here now. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so what's your favorite uh, Saudi event so far? I would say for mine, it would be the greatest Royal Rumble uh, back in April of 2018. I was actually on my surgery bed getting uh, (laughs) surgery for my back, spinal fusion the same day as um, the greatest Royal Rumble. So I spent, uh, I spent that time because I, it's, it, this is all God. Uh, Got to give credit, glory to God. I always think about the positives and things. I, I just do. It's just how my brain is wired now. And uh, when I was, I was like, you know what? I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have back surgery uh, I'm gonna have my spinal fused, and I'm gonna be in the bed in this bed for a week. So, and it's crazy because when they gave me my surgery, uh, I could not sit up for 24 hours after. So they didn't want the fluid. They didn't want the fluid to leak, and so I was bedridden, flat, could not get up at all for 24 hours, and. Um, so I spent most of the hours sleeping, praying, reading my Bible, and watching the WWE Network. <laughs> so that was my, that was the the, the gist of my uh, twenty four hours flat on my back. Um, and so I watched the Greatest War Rumble. So it has a sentimental value to me. Uh, honestly, I actually 
I, I enjoy the Saudi events. I know I, it sucks, man. It sucks that it's just t- tied around so much controversy, though. It's that sucks. Uh, but just, I mean, I, I like Russell. That's the reason why I like WrestleMania. It's just we got to get back to just wrestling being wrestling, man. Just being a comic book come to life. Uh, good guys and villains, man. Just heroes and villains. You know, good guys, bad guys. Just comic book come to life, larger than life, just character driven. That's what wrestling's all about, man. And um, it's really a showcase. I really like the Saudi events because it's more of a showcase. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy it. Greatest World Rumble is uh, known for the tightest world slide. So <laughs> we'll never forget that. So like I said, it has a sentimental value to me. I uh, watched it uh, while I was uh, in I was watched it right after surgery, uh, a little bit after surgery. I did sl- slept a lot uh, as the pain was uh, coming back to me. Um, slept a lot, prayed a lot, read my Bible a lot, uh, and watched uh, the WWE Network. <laughs> so watched all of that uh, there. So I, I enjoyed it. That was my favorite. <clears throat> uh, and, and I respect that, Mike. I don't want some Chris won't support a country like that. I'm sorry. Out of respect that. Don't have a problem with that at all. Um, 100%. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. I still remember what Daniel Bryan's chest looked like. Yeah. Uh, that actually gave, they, they actually count, they actually count that to be a part of the, of Daniel Bryan's uh, Royal Rumble. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, they, 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 they they count that as the Royal Rumble, so they count Braun Strowman's eliminations in that Rumble as the Royal Rumble matches, and they count him being there the longest as the Royal Rumble. So, yeah, um, yeah. The thing is, Marissa, you know, I wouldn't even say PG thirteen to fourteen. I don't even think it needs that. See, I'm gonna go to. I, I see. I think. I think the greatest era of all time is is the uh, the golden era, the eighties eighties wrestling man. Uh, you didn't like, you didn't have to say a single word of profanity, but I felt every single word that came out of your mouth when you cut a promo and you, you, you hooked me with your promo and that's what, that's what it was all about. So I I really enjoyed that, man. I I did. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, um, hundred percent. So I was a big fan. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's my favorite. I think that's my favorite. Um, uh, and then the new, I would say ruthless aggression would be my second, um, new, new generation, third attitude era, fourth and the current era fifth, um, as far as eras. Um, all right. So, uh, so mostly, so, so it looks like, uh, greatest war rumble is the best war rumble so far when it comes to Royal Rumbles. Uh, well, the, the Saudi events. So we'll see what uh, February adds to the the mix. PMP Nation has been a pleasure. Episode 410 in the books. Versus that you're a 90s baby, so you miss a golden era. But you have the WWE Network. Right? If you don't, go get it. I didn't get paid to say that. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah uh so yeah go check that out 
Go check that out. So it's been a pleasure, guys. Super duper uh, uh, fun night tonight. Big big thanks to Mark Haskins. Go to um, Ring of Honor Wrestling, rhwrestling.com. Join the Honor Club. I'm a proud Honor Club member, uh, so I get a lot of perks uh, with the ROH uh, uh, tickets and stuff like that uh, as, as far as just letting people know about tickets as far as uh, pay-per-views and things like that and being able to watch them. So I have Honor Club uh, and Ring of Honor, and uh, I enjoy it. It's cool. And so go join the Honor, go join the Honor, Honor Club and Ring of Honor. Uh, tickets are out for Vegas to go to the uh, anniversary show. Uh, to see Mark Haskins uh, compete against PCO and Rouge for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Should be fun, guys. So should be very, very fun. You guys, many people are saying they're, uh, the years that they were born now. So before we go, real quick, guys, what years were you born? <laughs> what years were you born since we're doing this now? Elvis was born in 92. Uh, Marissa was born in 1990. <clears throat> Any other any other people want to throw out their years real quick before I go since since people were talking about how old they are? Seventy seven for Mike. Eighty seven for Isaac. Um, what else? Who else? Let's see other guys. So why why are women, Marissa? Kudos to you. I don't know why it's such a thing for women to be afraid to to show their age. There's a I'm a guy who like debunks traditions if it doesn't have any um if it doesn't have any meaning to it. So it's making any sense. Brian Brian the man you're born the same year the rock was nineteen seventy two. So Dave was born seventy eight. Nice nice I think CM Punk's here is your year. I think Sheamus was born in 72. Um, I think Sheamus was born in uh, 78. Yep. 78. He just turned 42 last year. Last uh, last week. So, Me? I was born in 1981. 1981. Let's see. That's when year I was born. Yep. <clears throat> Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what other years? Any more years? Real quick before we go. Any more years before we go? One more female. One more female. I know there's uh, people watching right now. Females. Uh, any? Dude, you're four years older than me, man. We went to the same high went to the same high school. Y'all you, you look people like look. Y'all funny, man. Y'all funny. If I'm a young buck, you're a young buck. Because we would have went to the same uh <laughs> we would have went to the same high school. Anybody who's like six years, five years, within five years of me, you're you're well really about fifteen years. People I have good friends. 15 years on me, but anybody within five years of me, five or six years, uh, you're my peers. Uh, so I don't want to hear any young buck, uh, that would make you a young buck, too. Uh, let's see, 
So 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 we're gonna do this. So we doing this. None of the females are going to say they're say the year that they were born. And and I'm I'm looking at the, the number of people who are on looking listening who are who are viewing the show live right now. I'm looking at the number of people across the platforms. Whatever platform you're on, you can only see what number that particular platform is. I see all the platforms. There's plenty of people right here live on the show at 1.23 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> y'all still know what? Y'all funny. See, so look, kudos, Marissa. You you are the you are the uh, PNP nationer of the night. There you go, Marissa. We'll, we'll end on that. So I don't know why it's such a a thing for for people to. Uh, I'm talking about people who Mike. I'm talking about people who are actually on the, on right now live. Um. That's funny. I think that's funny. That's funny. People, well, I don't know, females, my female friends, why are you? Why are y'all so shy? Why are y'all so scared to to uh, to share the year of your age? That's crazy. You're welcome, Marissa. Marissa, big kudos to Marissa for being bold enough to to say your age. So so kudos, kudos to that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm about to go. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna depart, and know that. There's some people who are afraid to say their age. So <laughs> the year that they were born. I told you the year I was born. <laughs> so I think it's fair for you to do the same. Mike, I uh, appreciate you, man. Always, every single week, man. Mike's uh, one of the dedicated supporters of the PNP show, man. Uh, you, you're my guy, man. So I appreciate you all. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Mark Haskins, uh, 410 episodes in the books. Until next week, enjoy your week of rest and God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Marissa, next week, get some of your uh, female friends to say their years. So uh <laughs> so you won't be the one standing out there. They left you out in the cold, Marissa. That's 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 shady. <laughs> get on them next week. God bless you all. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.